Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I'm your host, The Fat Fool That Loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E. Your 4700th favorite podcast host and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. I hope everybody's doing well in these trying and quarantining times. Um, I hope you're staying inside, staying healthy. If you're out of work, I'm with you, man, because I've been there too. We've been stuck in the house this long, and I just hope that, that everybody's staying safe, well, and staying positive because I know that it is trying and it can drive you nuts to be stuck in the house. So just know I'm with you, and I'm here to give you the entertainment that you need in a podcast form. I hope you're spending this time doing whatever you love to do. Um, speaking of that, there is something that is taking the entire country by storm, and I'm not talking COVID-19. I'm talking about a, a television show, uh, a show that has everything that I think people were looking for in these trying times. We're talking drugs. We're talking sex cults. We're talking murder for hire plots possible murder, we're talking intrigue, we're talking self-sabotage, backstabbing, we're talking about big cats, tigers, lions, and bears, oh my, that's right, we can only be talking The Tiger King, the docu-series that Netflix dropped just before the world shut down, and I don't know how perfect of timing this is, conspiracy theorist in me is saying, maybe Netflix, in its infinite wisdom, paid to have the government shut the country down so everybody would be able and forced to watch this and be entertained by this now i'm not serious before people call for the cancel culture calm down put it all away it's okay i'm just joking i'm not trying to downplay any kind of sickness or illness that is going around i am saying this though it was very convenient timing and perfect for Netflix because people didn't have anything to do and this this show took the world by storm. The show, if you don't know, there will be some spoilers as I get into this, features around the world of exotic animal exchange, mainly the big cats, we're talking tigers and lions, but mainly it's tigers and it's a world that we all have known about, we've all heard about, you know, people selling tiger cubs. I didn't know that it was as illegal as it is, and I didn't know how many of these actually go around, but this focuses around mainly Joe Exotic, a gun-toting, gay redneck with a mullet from Oklahoma, who is, we all know, doped up on meth. He's a country singer who doesn't sing his own music, and he hates, hates that bitch, his rival, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins is a millionaireess who owns a zoo or animal sanctuary for big cats. She is one of the forefront in trying to lead the charge to get make it illegal for you to own, operate, or give any kind of space for animals to be sold like a zoo, a tiger uh, emporium or whatever. You can't play with the cubs or anything, which is what Joe Zotic's all about, selling cubs and letting people take pictures with the cubs. Now, we're going to get into this real quick because it's 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 it was on my mind. Carol Baskins in this entire thing, I think when she went in to do this entire series, she thought that it was going to be exposing Joe Exotic. 
she's like, I'm going to put it into Joe Exotic. I'm going to put it into the other ones, uh, Doc Antle and these other people that are involved. I, you know, I'm going to shine a light on the, the alleged abuse. I don't know. I didn't see it. But the alleged abuse and the exploitive nature of taking tiger cubs from their mother and having people take pictures with them and pet them. She thought that this was going to be her her chance to shine and shine a light on it, and she was going to be looking like a hero. What this did, mainly, was have the entire world love Joe Exotic and hate Carol Baskins. Now, all of this is alleged. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a police officer. I'm, I, I don't know what happened. This was all before my time. Carol Baskins met her former husband, when she was married, having issues on the outs with her first husband, walking down the street, he was, I believe, 20 years older than her, senior, you know, and she's walking down the road in the rain, he pulls up, she tells him to go on, he keeps persisting, and tells her that he has a gun in the car, and that she can hold it on him while they drive, he just wants to talk. First off, this is creepy as shit. You keep circling this young woman, trying to, in the pouring rain, trying to offer a ride, she keeps telling you no. Then he tells you, hey, there's a gun in the car, and you can hold it on me. Uh, that right there is a no-no. But this guy turns out to be a multi-millionaire, and her and him go about breeding exotic animals, and they're selling exotic animals. He's traveling to Puerto Rico, selling exotic animals, and all these Caribbean places selling them. And later on down the road, apparently she doesn't want to do this anymore. This is her story. She alleges that she is not wanting to sell the animals anymore. She's just wanting to be a sanctuary. He didn't want to do that. And he mysteriously vanishes one night. Just out of the blue, they find his van at an airport, abandoned, where his, his private plane would be. Now, we can all assume this, allegedly. The story goes, Carol Baskins killed her husband, ground him up, and fed him to the tigers. Now, people on both sides of the fence, some say it's crazy, some say it's not. If you watch this entire documentary, the woman, when she ever she brings this up, has a look on her face like she did it. She, It's insane, the look that she has. This laugh where she stares off into the sky. It's, it's quite honestly creepy and terrifying. And she kind of gives hints at it but without coming out saying again allegedly i'm not saying she did it this is where it's portrayed in the documentary i have to be able to cover myself here because i don't know the story i don't know what happened but she says that she couldn't grind up a hand let alone an entire body and then does a creepy laugh while she stares off into the sky it looks like something's not there at this time she is now married to another man who doesn't at all seem like a man like i mean he is a man but you can tell he's the beta in this relationship there's pictures of him with a collar on and her holding it she, he is a beta he'll do anything she says she ain't got to fear this but the whole thing is joe's the entire time is saying that she fed her husband to some tigers and there's a quite a bit of evidence behind it to say that that did happen um, there's not evidence to say it completely happened, but there's evidence to say it could have happened. He makes a music video where he sings a song, or excuse me, he mimes a song somebody else has wrote and sang for him, Where and the whole video was her feeding 
you know, meat to a tiger that's supposed to be her husband. You see a head and a hand on it. Now, these two have been at it because Carol has been going after Joe to have his place closed. She doesn't like the way he do, but does business, the petting of the tigers and everything. She says that it's not right to have animals in cages while at the same time having a fucking animals in cages and charging people to see it. Now, she says they shouldn't have such small cages. There's one scene in particular where she is talking and there is a lion right behind her eating out of a food dish in a cage not big enough for him to turn around in. Now, this is hypocritical in and of itself. She's trying to say that everybody else should not be allowed to have tigers, should not be allowed to charge people to see tigers, but yet she has tigers and is charging people to see tigers. Now, Joe is hiring an entire group of cast of wonderful characters to run his zoo with him. Every one of them has apparently had some kind of run-ins with the law or felons and can't get jobs most places. We have a man who is missing both of his legs. We find out it was not from any kind of tiger-related you know, accident. It was before all this. We have a guy who's clearly clearly doing some kind of drugs we have a woman who has missing an arm we find out why she's missing an arm and this chick is probably the most gangster woman I've ever met or seen because of this at one point she gets her arm ripped off by a tiger you don't see that happen however you see the aftermath and you don't see the arm now the entire time this is happening, Joe goes in to his gift shop where he sells his music videos, his albums that he doesn't sing, uh, condoms, barbecue sauces, stuffed tigers, t-shirts, underwear, basically anything he can shove his name on because the man wants to be famous so bad, he, he has. Now, he goes in there and says that one of his employees has had her arm ripped off by a tiger and that he can either refund their money or give them a rain check. But he's got to close the park down for the day. Now, the funny thing about this, he's wearing an EMT jacket while he is clearly not an EMT. And he says this in there so nonchalantly, like he's saying we had a, you know, we, we had an electrical outage or something and we, we can't charge anybody for today. Now, the reason I say this woman is gangster is because they find her hand, they reattach her hand, and they tell her it's going to be two years of intense physical therapy and reconstructive surgery and she'll be able to use her hand. Or they can amputate it. She said, cut it off. Just cut it off. And so now she's only has one hand. We find out how Joe's people live. They live in trailers. Only one of them has air conditioning. They get paid 150 bucks a week to work there. They get their pick of the Walmart meat that comes in to feed the tigers. Now, Walmart... They get their meat from Walmart. It's it's old meat. Apparently, and this is this is this is true. This is what I've been told. If you go to Walmart, if you pick up a pack of steaks, if you pick up uh, bologna or anything like that, if you walk around the store and at one point you say, "Hey, I guess I, I can't afford this. I can't afford that, or I don't want it," and you take that pack of steaks or that bologna and you set it on the laundry soap aisle and you walk away. To us, that's nothing. To them. They got to throw that meat out. They don't know how long it's sat there. They don't know if anything's been tampered with. That meat's just gone. It's 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 bad. It can no longer be sold to the public. It goes in a bin and it gets thrown out or donated to something like this. 
Joe was paying for this. They were giving him all this expired meat and all this old meat, and that's what he would feed to the tigers and his employees. That's what they would eat. They would go through, pick what they wanted, and get the best cuts they could, and that's what they would eat. Now, how does Joe get away with this? Well, again, these people are all former felons or drug addicts, and they, you know, they have a place to stay, they get fed, and they have a job. On the other hand, we're going to look at another one, Doc Antle, the sex cultist. That's right, this guy is Joe Exotic that's not as flamboyant, and he's more of a, it's a, it's a cult that would have goes in with this. Doc Antle got Tiger Cubs from Joe. He's built up his own little farm in Florida, and his whole thing is he has multiple beautiful women that work for him. He changes their names legally. They get breast augmentations, bigger breasts, basically whatever they want, and he has sex with them. They talked to a former employee of his, and she said that. She said that they're working, you know, 16-hour days, for a hundred bucks a week, they're working seven 16-hour days. They have some beautiful houses to live in, but they're never home for the houses. She says basically that it's known that if you want to get ahead, you have to sleep with Doc. I don't know it again, allegedly. But when you look at all this, the women are gorgeous. And this guy's just walking around like he's tranquility, like there's no problem in the world. This is a sex cult. The man at one point rides in when you when he rides in on an elephant to greet people that have come to his zoo, farm, sanctuary, whatever you want to call it. The man is a cult leader. In fact, I think everybody that runs this is a cult leader. Joe's cult might not be as big. He might have to uh, do a few things to keep him there, but that's what it is, and we'll get to that in a minute. Carol Baskins has a bunch of volunteers that volunteer at her place to, you know, keep it up, keep it up. And she doesn't pay them a dime. Done a dime. She's making all this money selling tickets to these to her sanctuary for people to see these animals. And she's not paying anybody to work there. She's got a racket going, people. And there's different levels. There's different shirts. You have to donate your time for this amount to get this shirt and have this power. You can't tell me that's not a cult when she has that kind of power over people. Now, I know you might be asking, I'm going all over the place because this is just a batshit crazy documentary, okay? There's so much stuff going on. You might ask yourself, when I said that Joe has to do certain things to keep his stuff there, how is it? Doc Antle, he has an enigma about him and he can talk and he keeps you there with his personality. Carol Baskins is just, I think people are scared of her. Anyway, you wonder how is Joe doing it? Joe's got his own little, his own little way to go, quirks, his own little charisma about him himself. But let's be honest here, it's pretty much dope. Joe Exotic is a gay man. He is a polygamist. He's married when we first find out to two men. The first one you meet. When you first see him, you you know right off the bat. Um, he has three teeth. He has meth teeth. He has meth mouth. Whatever you want to call it. The man's grill is messed up. Methed up. There are three teeth hanging. One, two, three. That's it. His second husband was a 19-year-old kid who came from California. He was 6'5", you know, uh, athletic. And he's, he was a good-looking kid. I give him that. He was a good-looking kid. Straight as God can be. Joe says when he meets him, 
He says, how straight are you? The guy tells him straight. He goes, well, do you watch porn? Yep. So if Joe ever tells you, asks you the question, do you watch porn? Don't answer this question. He said, yeah. He said, well, do you like uh, the men with the small penis or do you like big ones? He goes, well, I guess you, I guess I like big ones. He goes, well, I guess you ain't that straight. And marries him. Joe marries both these men and we find out why. Because they're both addicted to meth. Basically, Joe Exotic keeps straight men in enough meth and tigers <laughs> to marry him and become gay. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay, but the fact that both these men are straight, you can say that they're not, but they are. It, it, one of his husbands leaves him when he gets the receptionist at the front counter of the zoo pregnant later on in the series. The other one has apparently we find that has been sleeping with every woman that works there that would do it. Like she, that's just what he does. Basically, again, you're just being there to. He's just being kept in meth, so he's staying married to Joe. What happens to this kid is an unfortunate accident of slash stupidity, as apparently his one of this thing was he liked pointing guns at people, just pointing guns, you know, joking about it. One day he does it. And he tells the guy, you know, oh, it's it's a Ruger. It won't fire without the without the clip in it. There's no clip in it. Puts the gun to his head, pulls the trigger, blows his brains out. Boom. Done. Axed. Out. Okay. So, when this happens, we see the funeral. We see the most bizarre-ass eulogy given by a quote-unquote husband I've ever seen. As Joe proceeds to make the whole thing about him. Joe's eulogy shares a part where he said that he loved to put his balls in my face. He said, I'd be sitting there working on the computer, writing a letter to my congressman or doing work, and he knew I'd be a rough day, and he'd come and he'd just put his balls in my face. Those things were like gold nuggets to him. While the guy's grieving mother is sitting right in front of him, and then he proceeds to sing a song. Let me phrase that. He proceeds to lip sync a song somebody sang for him. Then, after both of his, one of his husbands is dead, the other one's left him, he marries another guy within two months. Then, Tad insult to injury, invites the kid who's, mo- who's uh, killed himself, his mother, to the wedding. And she's the only guest. Now, do you see how crazy this is getting? Now, let's get it even better. 2016 was a presidential election that will go down in the history books. We had Hillary Clinton, the first major female candidate running against Donald Trump, the reality star, and it was just back and forth. This was a batshit crazy presidential campaign. This is how crazy it was. This man, Joe Exotic, ran for president, and we knew nothing about it. So then he runs for governor of Oklahoma. His campaign manager... Who did you ask? Who who would be the person that he would get to help him become the governor? He asked the ammo guy that works at Walmart. A young little hipster dude, clean-cut hipster dude. And the guy says yes. So they run a campaign. While this is going on, he's still in a battle with Carol Baskins. Somebody burns down a trailer full of all of the videos and stuff he had shot. This man had a web series. A web series. This man was shooting a reality show. A legit reality show was going to be shot. That's where the name Tiger King came from. 
all that footage and equipment was gone in this fire that they think Joe himself set. That's how insane this story gets. Okay, we're digging deeper though. In comes Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, the Ed Hardy spokesman, not a sponsor. I don't think he's sponsored by him, but he wears enough. He's what a Kyle would look like when he grows up. He's just wearing affliction shirts, flat-billed hats, bandanas, bedazzled jeans. He's, it, it's insane for a man that's in his 50s. He's got a hot wife. They basically met Joe because they're taking Tiger, clubs, tiger Cubs to Vegas. They use the Tiger Cubs to seduce women to have orgies with. You see how sh shitty and crazy this is? Well, Jeff comes in, and Joe has been sued by Carol Baskins for using her name in a company, a traveling circus. She owns Big Cat Rescue. He owned, He started Big Cat Rescue Entertainment. She sued him. She won. Basically, he was going to be broke, and he was going to have to give her the zoo. That's what she wanted. Sued him, his mom, his husband, everybody that was associated with this because his mom owned the land. Joe thought that, that was going to be a way around it. It wasn't. So Joe sells this to Jeff because he thinks Jeff's got money. Jeff comes sweeping in, big dog, I'm going to save this place. I've got money. Joe sells it to Jeff. Joe finds out Jeff ain't got no money. This is all kind of, he's a scam artist. He might have money here or there, but he doesn't have the money he claims. They get in bed with a guy, James Garrison, who owns strip clubs in the city. We come to find out apparently he owns a jet ski rental business. You might have seen the meme of the fat guy looks like Chucky doll on a jet ski. That's from this. And they all get to working together. Uh, we see Jeff and Joe going at it. We see Jeff finding out that Joe has used money from the zoo to fund the uh, governor's bid. Uh, apparently some way it was done was illegal. There's a falling out there. Joe leaves. Joe knows shit's about to hit the fan. Joe leaves. Well, then we find out that James Garrison has been busted for having Gleamer that he bought with fake papers and probably some other stuff that they didn't mention. So he's get facing time. And what does he do? He flip-flops on Joe because apparently Joe is trying to find someone to hire to kill Carol Baskins, his arch rival. The guy he hires is a helper of Jeff, a friend of Jeff, who Jeff hired to be the head guy in charge of the zoo. And the guy has no experience with a zoo. He's just a friend of Jeff's, a former felon. This guy says that Joe was going to give him $5,000. He was going to give him $2,500 up front. We all know that Joe, at this point, probably couldn't get the money because he had no income coming in. This guy takes that, goes to South Carolina, where he's from, basically blows it on hookers and cocaine. We see an interview with him taking a bath for some reason where he's telling the story. James Garrison calls Jeff, says that he's flipped on Joe. He's working with the feds, wants to know if Jeff will. Jeff, to get out of doing his illegal stuff and to give him a little leniency, says okay, calls the guy. They all three work and talk to the feds to get off of doing their crimes. And with this point, Joe's in jail. They find out after raiding the zoo that there they find skeletons and remains of dead tigers that they said Joe had killed when they got too old to be useful to him anymore. This is not a great documentary. You know, there are great documentaries out there. This is not one of them. It's just the story is so compelling that it keeps you invested in it. You know, like I said, there's drugs, there's sex cults, there's 
presidential bids, there's suicides, there's murder for hire, there's possible murder, there's, you know, all this stuff that just drags us in. And especially with us being stuck in our houses, I think it was just that that perfect alignment that brought this to us. If you want to be entertained, watch this. And again, it's just the characters involved. It's, it's the it's this crazy story of how these people get like this. It's the aura that is Joe Exotic himself. Joe Exotic's not a hero in this. Joe Exotic's not a good person. Joe Exotic is just so... It's like a, a car wreck. You don't want to look, but you can't look away from it. That's what Joe Exotic is. He's somebody you know is crazy. He's somebody you know is not there, and he's but you just want to keep watching and know what's going on with him. He's looking for presidential pardons now. He's not going to get it, but he's looking for it. He's sitting in jail while the rest of these people are out and about. There's probably going to be more arrested. Because out of all this, the most normal guy in this entire documentary is a former drug lord who some say was the influence behind the movie Scarface. This man went to jail for the murder of a DEA agent. He admitted, I wasn't there when they killed him. I was there when they cut him up and buried him on my property. A former drug lord who was implicit in the murder, dismemberment, and burial of a DEA agent is the most normal person on the entire documentary. Take that in. Let that sink in for a minute and understand how crazy this is, this entire story. I'm not doing it justice in the 30 minutes that I'm talking about it. I'm giving you bullet points. The best thing I can tell you to do is go and watch this documentary. Go and experience this documentary. Go and just take in all of the craziness, all of the insanity, all of the characters that are involved in this and make up the minds for yourself. Is Joe such a terrible person? Does Doc Annell really, really have that much charisma to have a sex cult with all these beautiful women? Did Carol Baskins grind up her husband and feed him to tigers? Probably. Allegedly. There's one part in this where Joe gets his foot attacked by a tiger. He's standing doing one of his videos. A tiger's playing with his foot, grabs him, and yanks him off. He swears somebody put some cologne or something on his foot to had the tiger attack him. He says it's probably Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins looks into the camera and says, oh, Cologne wouldn't do that. You'd have to put something the tigers like to eat, like sardine oil, and then does her maniacal laugh and stare off. You know what to put to make a tiger eat. If you haven't watched this yet, what's wrong with you? Go watch this documentary. Go enjoy this documentary. And when you get done, you're going to feel better about yourself and the way you are for looking at these people. This is an insane story. That needs to be delved into further. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed in this documentary. The Tiger King on Netflix. That's all I can say about it. You can look up more of the story online. You can watch the documentary. Thank you all for your love and support. Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'll see you on the end of this quarantine. And I just hope everybody has a a blessed time. Until next week, see ya.